The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have y'all back, but I'm even more excited for our guest today. He is the founder of EQRP Company, Mr. Damian Lupo. Damian, how are you this afternoon? Good, good to see you. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for jumping on board. I know it's been a while in the making, but we're super glad to have you on board. Uh, Super excited to hear from your experiences today. But before we jump into all that, I just want to make sure for everyone who maybe hasn't heard your voice or seen your face, uh, get your origin story, where you're from, how you got into real estate, and where you really find yourself these days. Sure. The origin story started in Alaska. I started my my first really the first business I remember was back when I was eleven and and stumbled through, made a lot of mistakes. And since then I've started 60 plus companies. The the real estate stuff that I did back, I started that in the late 90s. And I, I thought this is super easy. And it was because I was naive, dumb, and listened to a bunch of guys on stages at seminars. And those infomercials that we see at two o'clock in the morning, I just followed along. So there, there's this very powerful thing that I, I learned early on called modeling. And when you're young and dumb and you think you know everything, the best thing to do is just follow along to, with somebody that's already done it. So I did that mm-hmm. and that worked out really well and did that for uh, about six, seven years, buying 150 houses. First one I bought on my Visa card. And in 2008, I realized I was actually mortal. And so I had a $20 million portfolio that turned into negative 5 million. So lost 25 million in 12 months. And that was basically because I was 10 feet tall, bulletproof, and I thought I was invincible, realized I was mortal and, and had to go through into the timeout box and really ask some different questions in that process about what was the purpose? Was, was the millions, the purpose was, you know, what was it? Was it more real estate? Was it bricks and sticks or was there something else? And, and that, that whole process, there was a lot of personal development, ended up getting multiple black belts in the process. There's a lot of stuff that happens. You know, I can condense 10 years into two minutes. What I realized, the biggest thing I realized um, in that process was that anything we do has to have a deeper why that's, that's external. Meaning if it's just internal, like you're just trying to get more for you, or if it's just for you, then you're going to have a problem because it's never going to be enough because you're, you're, you're hungry, you're thirst for more. It's a human thing. We need more. And so the external meaning other people that became the shift, the shift went from more millions for Damien to more millions of people impacted and freed. And so now the entire focus of my life, my company and my my team and our mission is to free a million people from financial bondage to break their shackles. And that's, that's what I spend my time doing with the EQRP company and the real estate activities I'm involved with. It's getting people out of what I call modern financial bondage. So that's, that's what I do now. And and that's, that's because I went through a lot of stuff and realized that, Hey, the promised land isn't another million bucks. The promised land is, is the service we do for other people. Yeah. Well, listen, I love it. I, I think I'd have to double check the, the archive, but that may be the biggest loss we've heard. And listen, 08 humbled a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people found out they were mortal in 08. No, no one saw it coming. Right. As a lot of people would say, some people did, but not everyone. And I think, of all the experiences, that's one of the tougher ones to go through. So, you know, we brought you on to talk a little bit about that today. You know, not everyone's career has just been home runs. As a serial entrepreneur and starting a ton of businesses, I would imagine you've hit some challenges and roadblocks along the way. And one is 
see if you could unpack a little bit of that today and teach us a few lessons from your experiences. One of the things that I, I will tell you that that's an important red flag for me. If somebody comes to me and says, yeah, I've, I've never lost money and I'm, and then I've got a, a great track record. Like I've, I've always made money for myself and other people. One, either they're lying or two, they're brand new. And, the, and so either one of those things doesn't work for me because you, you can't lie to me. I'm, I'm out in every way as an investor, as a partner, as a vendor, as a friend. And the other one is if you're brand new, because you have no idea what you're doing. I, I realized that those experiences, that experience of, of the $25 million drawdown was this huge pile of gifts wrapped up in a bunch of pain. And, and that's the big thing. People want to avoid pain. We're, we're, a, we're a nation of snowflakes. Nobody wants to go through the pain or the work. And I, I look around and it's, it's not even that hard to become wealthy, successful, and, and, and have no competition if you're willing to work. Work has become a four-letter word. And, and I, I laugh and I'm like, what are you complaining about? And people are like, well, I don't know. I haven't figured out my passion. And I, one of my best friends that retired at 35 said, you know, my, my grandmother gave me advice. She said, retire as early as possible so you can spend the rest of your life figuring it out, figuring out your purpose. And there's ways to retire, meaning you're not working for money anymore. Right. And so like what I do today, I work for a purpose. I work for a cause. And, the, and I had to go through that pain. I, man, it's funny. Years ago, like in the very beginning, I went to a seminar, first seminar I went to, and I went to, up to this guy and I said, hey, I, I'd like to borrow some money. He said, how many deals have you done? And I said, one. He said, when you've done five deals and or gone bankrupt, come back to me. And I was like, yeah, but I know how to do this. I've, I've been at the seminar for three hours. And he's like, yeah. Right. And that's how most people don't want to, they don't want to acknowledge that you're going to trip. You're going to stumble. You're going to lose money. You're going to make mistakes. We're just taught the opposite. Don't trip. Don't stumble. Don't make mistakes. You need to be an A or B student. Otherwise you're going to end up working in the, in, you know, in some coal mine or something and nothing against West Virginia, but like the reality is we all want to do the easy, fun, happy thing. And it's because America has been able to do that for a long time. And the new reality in the world is, is we've got a huge problem. China's eating our lunch and we've got to get smarter and, and it's going to take some hard work. And if, if we think that we can just get, uh, we have a reckoning coming. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I love the thought that you went to a seminar and you, you heard about all this success and you thought you were bulletproof. Uh, I think there are a ton of people and, and nothing against the seminars. We're going to a, a bunch of different events this year. So nothing against those. I think a lot of them have a lot of great content or even people that you can meet. However, if you are listening to the folks up on stage talk about how easy it is, how many millions that they have. That's one of the main reasons we started this show is what they're not talking about is sleepless nights or the failures they've had, or, or maybe they just started two or three years ago and the markets just carried them throughout this time. And it's bailed them out from what they've currently, you know, what, what previous people like yourself have actually gone through and struggled and seen the market shift and how to navigate something like that versus just this enormous uptick. Same thing, you know, I've, I have financial planners calling us all the time and occasionally I'll take the meeting if they're pretty good at sales. And I'm like, well, tell me about your failures. Tell me about the customers you lost money for. And if they can't, I'm not even entertaining a conversation. And it's the same thing with real estate. Like you said, you, you really don't learn until you go through those struggles. And that's what ultimately teaches us. Well, and it's, it's, a, it's a huge point. I think one of the things that I, I found kind of ironic, there were a couple of people over the last few years that there were certain people that got really wound up when they heard that I had had a, a meltdown. And I, I thought, so you're looking for the perfect specimen of, of unreality where nobody makes mistakes. And it's because in their system, they'd always made money and they were teaching from a stage and they had a big following and they didn't want to have anybody that had had disasters. They wanted, because the reality is 
for a lot of people out there, the last 10 years have been straight up pretty much, you know, they've ridden, like you said, they've, they've ridden the wave. And, and to me, that doesn't tell you anything. Like, I want to know that people have been through cycles. And if, you, if you've only been doing this for a few years, that's not bad. It just means you haven't gone through cycles. You really haven't. Because even COVID wasn't really a, a cycle. Like it was kind of a blip. It's, we all thought, oh my God, March, 2020 is going to be a disaster. And then by June, the markets were on fire in every, like every market, because of the amount of money that was being pushed in, it was like nitrous heroin. I really, it's really important to me to, to go backwards and see what people have done. And, and I'm not afraid of somebody's mistakes. The question is, what'd you do next? And so, so often people are afraid of that and they don't want to be associated with that. And I, I go, that tells me a lot about you, that you're so concerned about your ego and making and looking good. You're not interested in the truth. And the truth is the only thing that matters because not everything works out perfectly. In fact, nothing works out as you plan it ever. There's always detours. It's like going to the moon. How often were we on track? 1% of the time, the rest of the time you're off track and that's okay. Cause you keep adjusting. And I want to know that people can adjust and they're, they're willing to say we're off track most of the time. And here's how we're going to keep going back on track. Well, and as somebody as a, as an entrepreneur like yourself, and you, like I said, you, and you mentioned, you've started a ton of businesses. Most of the people in real estate are entrepreneurs. They're not typically coming into organizations and, and joining the team as a W2 or 1099 employee. They're starting their own thing. What's some of the advice being that you've started and ended a lot of companies? What's some of the advice you can give them on things to avoid or challenges that you saw that if you could go back and change, uh, you would? I mean, a couple of things you want to be really, really mindful. Uh, the first thing, I always make sure you have a mentor and you've got your numbers. So Marcus Lemonis from The Profit talks about know your numbers, uh, watch your cash and, and stay with your core business. Those are like his three rules. And so that's that's important. I think when when you're when you're starting out, I, you got to really know what what the purpose is of what you're doing. A lot of people are just out there trying to make money, and then they bounce all over everything that's, that's a shiny a shiny object. I, in in the beginning, it was it was really important for me to to know what was going on. And if you don't know your numbers, I spent two years not tracking anything, and then I thought, oh my god, what has happened? Because people think if I have cash in the bank, I'm I'm good. One of the things that fear. So there's a couple of things. People tend to be afraid of making mistakes fast enough. And if I look back. My suggestion to me 20 years ago when I had hair is screw up faster. You're going to screw up anyway. You may as well do it in two years versus 10. And then you can spend the next eight years learning from the two and doing something different. I mean, that's that's a huge thing. A lot of people don't want to do that. One of the things I've noticed recently, somebody asked me this I, this last weekend. They said, so you've you've accelerated. You've got you've got a team of close to 20 full-time people and you had you know nobody, basically yourself six years ago. And so how did this, how does this happen? And I said, part of it is you've got to be willing to get ahead of your, your revenue, meaning you've got to be willing to spend money you don't have because you trust. It's easy to say, I believe in my idea. It's easy to say, once I have money, I'll spend it on a new employee or whatever. What's really hard, what takes balls of steel is, is saying, okay, I'm going to go hire somebody that is going to have a family that's reliant on me. And I'm going to hire them before we have the revenue. I'm trusting that they're going to help create this and that my idea and what we're doing to help people is actually going to work. That's how that's how you grow. Yeah. And I think to your point, I look back at what I did before I jumped into real estate and I was at this wonderful W2 job. I love the company. I love the people. I love the work I did. But I'll never forget when the when I was going through orientation, the CEO was talking about his career and, and a lot of the steps he made. And he told the story one time about he had these two job opportunities. He was talking to his mentor and 
One was something that he knew he could do really well and it would make him a good bit of money and, you know, he could dive into something like that and something that was completely different than what he'd ever done before. And it would be something incredibly challenging. He wasn't even sure he could make it work. And his mentor said, always run to the opportunity that you're not sure of because you're, you're going to probably fail or you're going to fail enough that you will figure it out. And the struggle is going to be worth the reward in the end. And they said, always run to something you're not sure of because you, you're, you can make it work. And when I was faced with that type of opportunity, I said, you know, I, I have this wonderful career or I see this p- great potential opportunity. And I hadn't done a ton in real estate before then. I'd done some research, you know, talked to a bunch of people, did some different things, had a good idea, but I was like, you know what, this is it. This is the shot. And I got to run to something that I may fail, but that's okay. Cause I can, and, and I'm willing to fail cause I see the potential. So to your point, I think it's, it's important that you understand failure is not really failure. If you learn from it and you can execute afterwards. That's it. I mean, fa- failure is, is a, it's a verb. It's not a noun. We tend to see, think of failure as a noun. Like that's, a, that's me. And, and I was, I was laugh. If you, if you look at people in school, the, the A students that didn't get anything wrong, work for the C students and the B students work for the government. And so that like, why would you want to be an A or a B student? Why, why, like you want to go out there and, and, and realize that making mistakes is actually how you become the best. And if you're, if you, like, I remember being an A student for a long time. And then finally I said, this is, I don't think this is the right path. I, I it was, it was sort of a random guess went from A's to B's and C's. And then things started changing because I, I opened up to a whole other world outside of perfection. And perfection is, is deadly in terms of personal development. It's really not the right place because you really don't learn anything from successes. You learn everything from the failures. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I've heard that a bunch. My, that's one of my business partner's favorite phrases is the A, B, and C student. And I come from a family of teachers and you'd be surprised, as you were pointing out, a lot of the A students don't really do super well in just normal everyday environments. They're great in cookie cutter kind of examples and not to say all of them are, but they'll typically go to a W2, try and work their way up the corporate ladder where your students figure stuff out. They typically can are the ones that are running the businesses around us. I mean, you can look at countless people around uh, the tech industry or el- elsewhere, a lot of dropouts, you know, people didn't, didn't, didn't fit the norm. They went and saw other opportunities. So Damien, I absolutely love it. I, I think you're spot on with everything you're saying. I, I can't think of a better way to wrap it up right there. Folks, if you're listening to this, I think there's a ton of golden nuggets Damien was, was hitting on. I would highly recommend going back, listening to this one again. Damien's done it a bunch of times. He's failed a bunch, but ultimately you see where he is today and what he's able to accomplish. So Damien, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. For those that maybe want to work with you, learn from you, connect with you, where's the best place folks can find you at? Best place to visit me is badgertribe.com. That's, that's where everything that I do and everything that I'm talking about, it's a place for our community. So badgertribe.com is where you go and love to connect with you there. Perfect. We'll drop it in the show notes so everyone can quickly access it. Damien, again, thank you so much for joining us. Truly been a pleasure, sir. Likewise. Thanks so much. Absolutely. And thanks everyone for listening and watching at home. We'll see everyone next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.